commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the deep core to the Outer Rim Territories, I'm Grex Kondak, and this is Core World News. Welcome to our part one of our year in review. We will be discussing Rebels Retrospective, The Last Jedi, Solo, and Resistance. Now for our correspondence for a discussion on all these topics. Here's Ben, Grant, and Adam. One year. Yeah. It's pretty close to this is uh, week 44 we've done this. So yeah. not quite 52 weeks, but most yeah. of this year we have been doing this thing, whether as Star Wars Weekly or as uh, Core World News. It's true. So, but uh, we've yeah. been around as long as all of our headlines are coming out because there's not a lot happened yeah. in terms of like things coming out between those first couple of months yeah. of, of the new year, right? Really. It was like The Last Jedi made us happen. Almost. Exactly. Yeah, made yeah. a lot of things happen. <laughs> made a lot of things happen. <laughs> yeah, right? this yeah. is one of the good things. Yes, it is. It was a catalyst for a lot of different things. Um, yeah. So let's start with. Uh, uh, so on March fifth, uh, Rebels said goodbye with their final episode. Right. Um, and I know. I think you all covered that uh, oh, the before week before you. I came in. Yeah, so I was That's really right. bummed because I listened to the first three episodes. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> well, here's your chance. <laughs> so I now I don't remember because it was a year ago. But uh, <laughs> no, but. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about, uh, you know, our feelings now that it's been gone for almost a year, and that, um, and that uh, new new cartoon has premiered, and kind of what do we think about uh, it as a whole, and then in terms of its connection to the the uh, mythology of the entire universe or galaxy. So, yeah. thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I there's a, a few episodes I can think of off the top of my head that I really, really loved. Um, I have to say the the, the Ahsoka arc we got yeah. in uh, it was a season two at the end of season two, and um, really loved the conversation between Ahsoka and Vader. Yeah, uh, I loved the inclusion of Thrawn. I think it was really, really smart for Lucasfilm to bring in Thrawn into the, the canon, right into the fold. Um, and Kanan and, and Ezra were just fascinating, fascinating characters. I really, really loved. And Kanan especially, I really liked that character. I thought it was an, an interesting character. I thought his some of his his uh, his spiritual journey and 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 was just super interesting. And and Ezra is just a mystery, is an enigma. I mean, he was very powerful in the Force, could control creatures. There's just a lot going on with that character that I was really fascinated by. Yeah. Um, of course, there's the um, uh, the world between worlds episode mm-hmm. that was a groundbreaking. Right, it was just kind of new. New kind of plane of existence we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's also echoes of, of of things we've seen in the Last Jedi in terms of Yoda appearing to Ezra, kind of um, projecting mm-hmm. himself across the galaxy. Um, there's some really really cool things in that show that if you missed out on that show, you 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 really were missing out on a lot of the cool yeah. new stuff that they were testing. Yeah. No, I think I remember when it first came out, it felt very Star Warsy to me. I, even that first season, which wasn't really building a ton on this just this galactic arc it really took towards yeah. the end. But I remember just feeling a ragtag group of people together yeah. and on these small missions and the kind of family feeling between everyone. It like really just hit my Star Wars A New Hope feeling in right. a way that, yeah. that I haven't felt in a long time. So I really appreciate that. I mean, Grant, I agree with everything there. Um I mean that Ahsoka, the end of that Ahsoka yeah. storyline is just is just wrenching, wrenching. Yeah. I, it, and it's a perfect word for. It. I was just amazed by that. I remember yeah. watching that and just being blown away by it in a cartoon in a way it hadn't been before. Um, 
Even so much that it, we were just talking about in the last episode, it got referenced in in uh, Vader twenty five, the, right. the comic. Like and even that that's going to be part of Star mm-hmm. Wars canon for a long time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was pivotal. I mean, we're talking Darth Vader's Padawan. That's right. like not mm-hmm. not a small small thing. Yeah, you're right. There were so many. There's so many really good beats that mm-hmm. happened in that show. For me, it didn't feel like Star Wars. I think until I don't think it was absolutely by design. It was yeah. like the end of uh, the first season. It was like some Carillion Corvettes come out of hyperspace mm-hmm. and save the day. Mm-hmm. And there's like a war in the stars. And it's um, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that that was when I was like, my heart starts racing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is Star Wars and it's on. And then from there to four, it was like, it really had that, that re- rebellion feel. And they did a good job. The tone got more and more dour over time. Right. Yeah, I thought that it was did. really yeah. pretty great. Um, do you guys have uh, favorite parts of the series? And you mentioned I mean, a lot of great beats, but like, what were what were your favorite parts of Rebels? Uh, we could even take yeah, or many time. I mean, yeah. it's hard not to say the confrontation between Darth Maul and Obi Wan. You know, Oof, and, and even the kind of that was a triumph. The brief visual of Luke Sky, Luke young Skywalker, yeah. Yeah. get for a second was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like an. I could easily pick that as my favorite, but I have to yeah. say, I think the Yoda moments with Ezra are my favorite. You know? Yeah. Oh, this is when he's uh, in he the talks uh, about the Lothal um, Jedi Temple, right? Right. And and Yoda hints at playing the long game mm. with Ezra. He says, you know, it's not something about how we choose to win. You know, it was, it was a really interesting quote, and uh, I really, I love that moment. I think that was my favorite moment in the in the series. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that, those those are great ones. What about you, Adam? Do you have um, any good ones? Yeah, those are all great too, and and probably um, would have been on my list as well. But to kind of look at something that hasn't already been mentioned, um, I did appreciate the um, the really subtle uh, Hera and um, Kanan love yes. story. Yeah, story. I, it was done really well on that point of like like two adults, and it's clearly when it started going like they're together. Like, yeah. But they, by the end, like it got really like when they had to say goodbye to each other and they, was... like, they get the kiss and everything where I was just right. like, it really touched me in a way I wasn't expecting. So I actually really liked yeah. that. Yeah. Did you guys read New Dawn? I did not. It was one of the first new canon books that came out. I think And it, it was about how um, Hera and Kanan meet. Yes, I did read that. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. actually, yeah, it was actually quite good. Yeah. Who, who wrote that one? Oh, uh, let me just think maybe? about it yeah, for a second. Um, it it was great because it um, it like sort of yeah. I mean, I think I've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. Like, it's a great story. We get to see down and out, um, you know, booze hound Jedi, and then like yeah. Hera, this like plucky pilot that's you know um, that sort of sweep you know is is very motivational yeah. and yeah, revolutionary yeah. and inspiring and it sort of you know wakes this guy up yeah, and yeah. sort of lets him know like you know what yeah. yeah i should i should create so and that was really i mean it, it was mostly love interest th- at first because yeah. yeah. he's just through bleary drunk eyes right you know, seeing some smoking hot yeah. twi'lek but um he yeah you yeah. know was was sort of into that but um it's good but I, it's I, good I, it's yeah. john jackson miller john jackson, jackson miller is okay, the yeah, author yeah. And, you know, I agree. I feel like um, it's interesting. Hera is probably going to be, we talk a lot about all the other characters, but she's the one who has remained in the the, the mythology longer than any of the other characters, granted. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what happened to, to uh, uh, Ezra, right? right? That's still a mystery. Uh, Kanan dies. Well, he became Snoke. Right. 
Right. <laughs> I, I know what happened, but no one else knows what happened. Um, right. And then and then Kanan dies. Right. And then and then we get the other Sandula. Uh, S- S- no, Sandula is uh, uh, Sabine Ren. Sabine, Sabine Ren. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know what happened to her. Right. But Hera keeps popping up in the comics. Well into the resi- into the rebellion era. Yeah. Like she has a right. whole thing in, in the Afra and in the Star Wars. So like it's interesting that she's the character that kind of ex- survived everything as existed. Right. Was it, wasn't there Coda? Was it after the Battle of Yavin when they go on their yes, like weird mission? I believe so. Was yeah. it after yeah. the Battle of Endor? I think it's actually after Endor. I think it's the fall it's after, after the Endor. fall of the Empire. Yeah. 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 And they decide that they've had enough and mm-hmm. split. Which that makes more sense for the whole thing because she's clearly, I mean, they named her up Syndulla in Rogue One, which right. is like some really good synergy. She's actually in, I think there's a young Hera in uh, the Clone Wars, right? Yes. Possibly? Like no, no, um, it's not her. No, it's not her. But there's, okay. it's her family uh, yes. is in Rebels okay. and one of that girl that is, I thought that was Hera. But yeah, I thought that was yeah, no, I just no so remember yeah. there was an episode where she meets her, her dad. Yeah, helps right. from Ryloth and Ryloth has like two generals with him and one of them is that girl okay yeah okay, cool yeah. and she has it was funny because like after not funny it's amazing but yeah. after that episode that clone had um that little girl like a, mm-hmm. a drawing of that little girl on his armor like mm-hmm. permanently on his armor and then um she has a tattoo of his clone helmet oh, uh, when you see her or something oh, cool. or like his his markings that's that he right had yeah oh, okay. yeah cool. um which yeah. is just like how important they were in each other's lives, but or just like whatever. I, mean. I, I really liked the uh, the villain of season one, the Inquisitor. I thought he was really interesting. Oh, I did. And, and when it's kind of revealed oh, yeah. that he the was Grand a, Inquisitor, yeah. Yes. And when he was, I think it's revealed later that he was a Jedi Temple guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really cool it's material. Amazing, right? yeah. yeah, and they, he yeah. comes back and chains and, and yeah. I mean, he, I, I was just gonna. You guys are mentioning such good like. I know. I was gonna be like both wolves. But oh, yeah. Yeah, they are yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. But uh, or really uh, Ezra's uh, connection to animals, yeah, how yeah. like they made that like yep. his main power is right. he can really. Super cool. And it was like at first he was terrified. I forgot what creatures they were, but it was some it was Gundarks or something like like yeah. that. Where they're in that, that in the tunnel. cave with in the, the Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He controls yeah. those those uh, spider things. Spider yeah. Something spider like, yeah. but yeah. Kanan does it out to him on purpose to be mm-hmm. like right. you need to you know um empathize yeah which is a great thing but then it turns out to be a real a real uh boon for him seems like a dark side trait though like it seems that character just leaned dark in a strange way Mm. that i don't feel like it's fully explored in the series that lent to a lot of the theories that he became snow right like lots of like weird stuff that that might be star wars 2.0 man i think we're beginning to see a lot more not gray jedi where no one's allowed to say that with any seriousness on this pod but they but like characters that utilize both right yeah. sort of have the you know that that are constantly trying to stay on one side or the mm-hmm. other whether it's on the bad side right it's the, not this which you which part are you nurturing exactly yeah. yeah and i feel like which we're gonna have to get if we ever see ezra again right because for all we know i mean the end of his story is that he goes he gets transported almost literally out to the unknown regions that's right yeah. by nigral right. Pur- pergles pergles thank you with um, our narwhals, <laughs> by nar- space, space narwhals, <laughs> uh, with Thrawn, right? But at, yeah. at the very least, he's out there alone without a master, right? So he's going to be yeah. out there with these Jedi powers without someone to train him. So we're going to yeah. get him kind of self-trained. A little well, bit. Thrawn and him then devise uh, to yeah. create the, the First, first order, order, and there's yeah. a lot that goes on after he that. That's, gets that's hurt not in a sword fight I mean, and grows. Four feet. Yeah, this isn't my out. screenplay. Yeah, well, dark and twisted, the dark side, right. kind of, you know, it physically. It'll be if they're going to revisit that story eventually, and it's mm-hmm. going to be a good story. 
But yeah. uh, anyways, in all yeah. in all seriousness, I mean, like I, I, I can't. Ezra's just no. a good guy through through. He'll, yeah, he'll always be a kind of Jedi esque character. Yeah, it would really, really have a huge impact on Rebels if it did that. Which I guarantee you could. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I would never. You never be able to watch Rebels the no, same way. No, right? no. Which just feel like this is depressing. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, um, I'm feeling bad, but yeah, yeah. No, there's enough sort of like. Oh, by the way, in the end, the good guy goes to the bad side. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know? There's um, too much of that. And I think we see, like, Filoni, this is the second of three series so far, right? And we see right. him developing as a storyteller in terms of, like, Clone Wars is great. Um, and doing my revisit uh, recently, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but there's standalone episodes, and then, like, maybe, like, ten episodes later, you'll come back to this main arc. Yeah. And it's yeah. sometimes hard to Dude, follow. you're not watching it I, in I actual know. order? I know. <laughs> yes. To be fair, that is why you. Fail. I am. I'm watching it in, in the order in which they put them out there. So that's their failing, not mine. I know, but well, it's not complete. Yeah, it's, it's not, not complete like it's either, impossible. So it's, it's one Google search. It's so it. much better in chronological I, order. My third watch through, I will do that. But my point is, as a storyteller, <laughs> third watch through. Yeah, yeah. uh, I really and I literally mean that. I will do that. Um, that I feel like um, we get to rebels and it's more streamlined and like. We get some standalone, but most episodes are moving the overall plot somewhere. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and you're getting big yep. characters that are making big decisions. Yes. And and you're seeing the impact of those decisions, which I feel like is a falter that they, that, you know, that happens in the comics and things like that, where they're bringing in big characters. Yes. And they're remaking Vader. somewhat big decisions, but then it just jumps back to the, the canonical kind of uh, Everything has to lineage reset of the film. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's a reset. Right. And I feel like and you get and then by the time you get to resistance, which we'll talk about a little later, um, he's more focused on characters in some ways. And it's it's more he's got more adept at his nods to canon or to the old films in a way that I think is really watching those things where it felt kind of very shoehorned sometimes in in uh, in clones and then a little better in rebels. But Mm -hmm. a lot of it was mostly through big visits by people like Yoda or Darth Maul. And by right. the time we get to resistance, it's more background things or just visually calling back something. Yes. So it's watching him right. kind of evolve that way. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. The very deft hand because yeah. he's doing very two distinct things, but both right. very well mm-hmm. and sort of defining genres at the same time. That's I mean, right. it's, it, he makes it look effortless, but yeah, know, it yeah. takes, it takes a lot of work there. Definitely. Uh, great. Any other thoughts about resistance? Uh, Rebels, Rebels. Uh, loved Thrawn. Uh, Iowa, the music. I got shout out to the music. Um, uh, Kevin Kiner mm. is the composer on Rebels, and he took a lot of risks, and uh, he came out with some really extraordinary scores, uh, especially the kind of Philip Glass inspired. Um, uh, I guess it was the, it's called the Star Cluster. I believe it's called. Uh, it's when they venture into the Star Cluster. It's it's mm. really really interesting episode. Mm. Um, and, and the score is just gorgeous. Uh, the Inquisitor's theme is gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Thrawn's themes are also Philip Glass inspired, and they're they're gorgeous. They sound amazing. Um, yeah, Kevin Kiner just crushed it, and I would love to see more of his work in uh, upcoming uh, Lucasfilm pro- uh, products and series and things like that. Yeah, nice. That's totally great. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the where they like created a new dimension <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. the I world mean, between worlds the, right? yeah, yeah. The, be? you mentioned it but it was like that was really groundbreaking for the time and it's sort of and i mean especially in light of the new darth vader 
where yeah. Darth Vader goes into a right. parallel dimension also, which might be similar to that dimension. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. This one really was specifically time. Yeah, this is more about yeah. time. Uh, yeah. But it's like a fourth dimension. It's right? interesting. Yeah, time is space. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I mean, I was part of the speculation sub before The Last Jedi came out, and uh, I believe that episode came out. Not yeah. Maybe not before The Last Jedi, but there were... The Mortis arc, I think, was also a part. Right. Yeah, but um, just the idea that there's 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 dim- other extra dimensions in Star Wars is yeah. kind of interesting, and I wouldn't mind if it entered the the, the, the saga films. Sorry, but I know you guys are kind of like stay <laughs> I, away. Yeah, it's really easy to do badly. I love it in the EU. I th- that's always my yeah. thing. It's like it's like keep keep love it in yeah. the EU. I'll, I'll always watch it, but keep it out of the saga films. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind maybe in like a in a um standalone like in one of yeah. Star Wars stories. It was about like a, yeah. a other like so it's a, this is exclusively for Grandmaster Sith with like right. extreme knowledge of whatever. And but I so think maybe that they is... meddle in these parallel worlds. Right. But like that I mean that makes sense to me. And I mean, I but don't you think? I mean, like stories, I, I, I think, think my so. argument would be that instead of just subverting expectations. Uh, how about creating these new kind of force elements? W- wouldn't that be the, the the fresh route? I mean, I don't. It's not fresh to me to subvert expectations. It's it's more fresh for me to see like new big risks in the lore. That's like very fresh to me. I'm all for that, but it doesn't have to be time and space. Okay, right. like there, I think there's still plenty of room to do some more exciting, groundbreaking, you know, yeah. like force abilities right. without it having to resort to like time juxtaposition i get nervous with cosmic reset buttons especially around jj right. yeah yeah which uh, i i love star trek um his star trek reboot sure but, yeah um, but that I was right because it was it. creating a new universe where you just it, to, yeah. to he literally rebooted the whole thing so he right. could do whatever he wanted which is that was brilliant right because you reboot it but still, like, mm-hmm. you just create two different timelines. explains why things are slightly different mm-hmm. without, like, nerds, yeah. myself Which included. Is technically what J.J. is tasked with doing now, right? I mean, right. Nine but is not going allowed to reboot. To... He's going to reboot the whole Star Wars saga with yeah. this film. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not allowed to touch No, time. no. Yeah. Okay. Time and space, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, so, following week, uh, March 13th, uh, The Last Jedi came out on home video and streaming. Um, so, I thought it'd be fun to talk a bit about that you know we talk about it a lot but kind of think about you know how the movie was received and mm-hmm. its impact on the series both in terms of like mythology and also like real world consequences and, and just kind of talk a bit about that reasonable amount of time now for our correspondence to discuss the last jedi one year later excellent so we flash forward about a week later on march 13th the Last Jedi comes out on home video and streaming, um, and I thought it'd be fun for us to kind of look back and reflect on how the movie was received, um, its impact on the series, both in terms of mythology and also real-world consequences, and just kind of uh, how we feel about it, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. yeah. I know we've done this quite a bit before, but I think it's good. To I know. I was going to say, I don't want to, you know, we've, uh, we talk about this movie. Yeah. Lot, so yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to rehash all that. No. So I guess I'll just say The Last Jedi is easily... Uh, the best Star Wars movie ever and probably better than uh, Empire Strikes Back. Grant? <laughs> that's that's powerful. Uh, I, I really think The Last Jedi is was executed on in such an incredible way, especially technically. I mean, the film is just gorgeous. Steven Yedlin shot the film. Uh, I think for some reason it looks like it has a wider color gamut than The Force Awakens. There's just more color. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the shots are beautifully composed. Uh, the actions are beautifully blocked. Uh, there's a lot of really, really interesting 
scenes and risks that were taken by Ryan Johnson and the storytelling. Uh, uh, the Leia moment is incredible. It's actually one of my favorite moments in the, all the saga films. The Holdo maneuver or uh, kind of, um, I guess, kamikaze scene is incredible. It's yeah. one of, also one of my favorite Holdo scenes maneuver. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the relationship with the, between Kylo and, and Rey. I think that's really, really well done and interesting. And I think it was needed for that second film. I think you really needed to connect those two throughout the film. And, yeah. and I think Ryan found out, found a way to do it. Um, it. It's not my favorite Star Wars film. It's not. I don't view it as the best Star Wars film. I think it's. Um, I think it's bold. I think it's the boldest Star Wars film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but. A lot of people argue that they really like how fresh it is, how it subverts expectation. It does what you don't think it's going to do. And I almost think Star Wars doesn't doesn't need that treatment. It's almost like, let's just keep telling this grandiose story in an, in, an epic and operatic way. And, and, just, and when there are twists and turns, there's only a couple, but they're huge. And that the gravitas of those turns, it's almost like we got a hundred Empire Strikes Backs revealed back to back to back in right. this film. It was it's like, almost yeah. like... Every scene was an I am your father as if like that Mm -hmm. is the quintessential Star Wars moment. And I felt that that it is a quintessential Star Wars moment, but it's not something you just you you keep, you know, having occur in a pattern within your film. Yeah. Um, I also feel like uh, the film has a really strong theme of failure and learning from failure. But there's I feel it's almost too coincidental that so many people fail at once. It's, yeah, it's almost else. inorganic yeah. in that in that fact. Uh, it works for the theme. The theme is actually the only thing that holds together that coincidence. Um, and and furthermore, I think that Luke is exactly where he needs to be. I love that he's a hermit on an island. I love that. I love he's yeah. disheveled and kind of curmudgeonly, and uh, uh, he's kind of um, stubborn. And I really really like that. Um, and there's also echoes of Yoda with how zany and kind of wacky he is at times. Oh, um, but again, I feel like there's some, just some inorganic moments, especially with the flashback. The um, the flashback in the tent with Kylo is a big kind of deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm a guy who loves the majority of this film. It's really just that tent scene because he's still he's still on campus. He's still on the we temple get grounds. Seven paragraph text messages. Yeah, yeah sorry about that, yeah. that scene. From <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I keep having epiphanies about this moment. Yeah, he's still on the temple grounds sleeping inside the tent and you're telling me that the guy who believed there was still good in the most evil character in cinema history is going to strike down this young conflicted teenage boy boy in his sleep uh when he easily could have made him eggs in the morning because he's still on campus he's still on the temple grounds yeah we could have had a conversation yeah i mean he's still there he's even in jedi robes or in tan robes yeah for that matter Um, so it just feels and inorganic. It can look very innocent in that in in that yeah in that flashback. Yeah. Well, there's different two flashbacks yes. from yeah. different points of view. Yeah, but I guess he looks the same pretty much in both flashbacks. Yeah, and then I, my big argument for how I ch- and then a lot of people would say, "Well, what would you do differently?" I would I would That's do a really bad impression of me. Oh, sorry, I'm saying, I'm saying but that just seems like the, the I take offense. That I seems like the logical next step of someone who's kind of being critical of my analysis. And I think I would do it. I would have a simple flashback of Kylo and Luke are cutting kind of. Uh, cutting grain in a rice field type kind of doing manual labor because I feel like that's almost a teaching moment for Kylo. I think Luke's continually trying to teach him patience. And I think the Nostardus where just hovers over the temple, comes out, you know, ominously descends out of the clouds above the temple, cut to Luke, you know, Luke saying, Kylo, stay here. I'm going to go in the temple. He goes in the temple. 
uh, Kylo's already in the temple by the time Luke gets there. And, um, or maybe Luke gets, gets there, confronts Snoke. Kylo walks out. Snoke puts his clawed hand on Kylo's shoulder. These are shots. This is seconds. And there's like a clawed hand on Kylo's shoulder. Luke uses lightning on Snoke. And then Kylo is upset by this, runs at Luke. Luke accidentally chokes him. And then the gravitas of that failure is just so much stronger and more intense. Right. And then the whole film works better for me after that. The, the tense scene itself just kind of doesn't work for me. You've talked about it before. It's shorthand, right? And, and, and you know, I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. Um, it doesn't bother me so much. Um, I think um, in the end, we don't know what Luke saw in Kylo's mind. And Luke never saw Vader slaughter children. Right? Right. He That's knows right. he did, but he never saw it. And seeing your nephew slaughtering and pillaging and doing horrible things might break you a little bit for a second, right? To right. To, right. to momentarily think about cutting him down. But I get what you're saying. I, I totally do. And I if that was the way they took that, I would have been in on that. Like I would have I would have watched that and I would have walked out. Um in terms of my reactions to the film, like I went on media blackout, the last thing I saw Going to the theater was accidentally saw like the Rotten Tomatoes score, which I think at that point was at ninety eight percent. Critic score, yeah, critic score. Well, I didn't see the fan score, and the fan score wasn't quite up yet at that point because right. it was a couple days before it came out. Right. And so I walked out very conflicted in terms of like, you know, we've talked about Ben, you were all in when you saw it, and I walked out going, literally, I've told this story a lot. I either loved that movie or hated that movie, and I wasn't quite sure what. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up the next day. I, I didn't sleep that night, and that's the first time in a Star Wars movie, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was processing it and thinking about yeah. it, and I really ended up loving it. And then all the other stuff started piling on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I definitively loved that movie because I felt really that I had to love it because of all the political stuff surrounding it, right? Like yeah, I didn't right. want to do it. And so I had this, like, beholden, like, you know you can't talk about it negatively. And then, and then doing this podcast... Um, you know, everything Grant brings up, you know, I acknowledge and I've, I've kind of come to this point now where I see this movie and I can see the cracks in this movie and I almost love the movie more for its flaws <laughs> yeah. because it's not this perfect thing. It fits in with every other Star Wars. In a better Wars. way, it plays yeah. in the theme of the movie itself. Right. <laughs> right? Like every other Star Wars movie has something in it where I'm just like, what the heck were you thinking? Or that's even weird. Even like, even Empire Strikes Back, I can go like, I don't know. So wait, you're on... You're on Dagobah for how long? Like, like right, the right. timeline stuff. So, or, or like, who's this puppet? Or who's this, this puppet? Guy? Or I mean, why is Han being super creepy in the Falcon? And like, yeah. So my point is like, I still I, have I, a I've now, <laughs> I've now gotten to the point where I like, and we'll talk about when we get to, we we're gonna probably do our, our ratings of the films later. Like, it's weirdly like now that I've kind of been able to take a step back from the politics surrounding this film, which Grant you've been doing as well. Like, right, you've been right. very easy, kind of like, yeah, just leave it off and start looking at it critically with a critical eye. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge some of these things, and I kind of love it more because even yeah. when I'm watching these weird things that I don't necessarily connect with, I'm like, like as you're saying, it's bold. I'm like, that's really like, I can't believe this movie got made. I can't believe that yeah. Disney hmm. said. Sure, like just do it. <laughs> Whatever, it'll be fine. Like it's amazing. Or, I mean, or the story that group, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Yeah, I mean, I went into this, and no, it's not my favorite. I just wanted to try and trigger Grant, <laughs> right. but I do. Success. But I do love it, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I, when I saw it, I, I loved every beat. I just, and yeah. yes, it is. It's yeah. like it is over sensationalized. Like yes. you could say that. Like every beat is so much gravitas to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, and like. 
did Princess Leia just die? And did like yeah. they just blow up Black One and all Black Squadron? And like, yeah. did they just like you yeah. know? And then oh my gosh, Yoda, and which it was a pitch perfect performance yeah, and writing scene. and yeah. like I mean, just like I, it was probably one of the greatest callbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even do to a character, especially thirty years later, Young with a different with a different director and different well, yeah. screenwriter. Yeah. I mean, it was so great. Yeah, but um, no, there was a lot of really good moments to that. I did leave feeling a little sick, but it was more because I was lamenting my favorite hero, yeah. which is Luke Skywalker, right. yeah. and in his passing, and like I wanted more. I wanted more from him. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I might get it and I'll probably get it in a comic adaptation or hopefully an animated series of him going on his vision quest or, you know, right. maybe some sort of dramatization of the, uh, of me. It would probably be more likely a comic of the, um, of the Academy of his Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, but well, I'm sure we'll see him in nine. Oh, um, we will. Also. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be good too. But, None of those things really. I don't really think it was that bold. I mean, it, the, it was exciting and it was fun. You don't think the last Jedi was bold? No. I mean, it, really? it, it felt it felt kind of bold at the time. It felt bold at the time, and it, it enough well, to yeah. elicit excitement yeah. and like thrill and delight in a different sort of delight from the Force mm-hmm. Awakens um, for all those beats. Yeah. But then, like, and again, this is a very Ryan Johnson thing to do. You can for all of those like bold moments, like you can go back and you can point to another point in the very limited Star Wars history of filmmaking where the exact same thing happened. Like yeah. esen- essentially the same thing happened. Right. Like a lot of echoes. The Mary Poppins yes. moment like is like very similar to like, you know. The Vader uh, in the Wampa Cave. Uh, yeah, or uh, it's got Luke in the Wampa Cave. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Luke in the Wampa Cave. Now I want to see, now see Vader, Vader fight a Wampa Cave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no. And then, oh, you know. going to get that, right? Because you could do that because he was on Hoth. Yeah, I know. In the original cut, they had two or three. Wampus in uh, the yeah. base, oh, yeah, in yeah, Echo yeah. Base. But uh, <laughs> my standalone comic. <laughs> yeah, just getting there. It's like, oh, it actually took him a day and a half to get through that thing. <laughs> uh, gauntlet of Wampas. Gauntlet of Wampa Gauntlet. <laughs> that's pro- that is a, like a gamer tag waiting to happen <laughs> totally um or Sorry. something yeah. but um anyways yeah no and i mean even most recently you know when that that moment that grant's talking about where i mean there's absolutely precedented occurrences of good jedi with best intentions um flipping to the dark side for a moment you know in in like an instant of and sometimes like in mace windows case they act on it yeah. And actually, Anakin Skywalker, you know, acted on it, ended up in a wrong place. But we even see we see Luke do it at the end of Return of the Jedi, and actually, you know, take his father's hands off and hand off, and and almost ultimately, and I mean, ultimately takes his life. But I guess, yeah. and I mean, more or less in a roundabout way. But we do see him flash to the dark side there, so we know yeah. he's got that in him, and he's pretty good at maintaining the good as far as what we've heard so far but anyways it, so it's just like but that's like a very ryan johnson thing too it's like oh well what's the bottom line was like well if you look here this is absolutely precedented which he did for months and months and months on twitter the poor guy yeah. responding to all all the hatred and all that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah you know hey controversial movie for in controversial times i mean i, I also <laughs> I think I, the second part is why right the, yeah you know it, it, it was it, i don't think this would have been a bigger as big a deal in 2015 no. Um, and I really do think that Russian trolls have been trying to manipulate the American like consciousness yeah. and be divisive in any way they can. And it has been proven that they've yes. been involved here and that's enough to stoke right. some dissent. Right. And um, so asterisks as far as the hate. I, I believe Agreed. Grant more than anyone right. else. Like Grant, I know, knows film way better than I ever will. And he's probably forgotten more about film than I'll ever know. Yeah. But 
Um, and you you have structural criticisms, um, which a lot of people have structural criticisms online too. But I have but structural I, criticisms of the of the Force Awakens too. Like well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, probably all. I, like, yeah. We just talked about how I think there's three campfire scenes in a row in the Force Awakens where people just fall asleep. I mean, like right. the, when they meet Han. Right. And they wake yeah. you know, and Adam, you wake up at Starkiller Base. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Because yeah. there's three yeah. Yeah. And I love that movie. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. So, but here's the thing, like I, I, I agree, man. I feel like two thousand fifteen we would have been having the conversation we're having right now immediately after the film came out, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of like the critical discussion, yeah. not yeah. all the stupid stuff that was the bots or the Weird, it ruined the but saga. That seems thing. more of like it ruined weird, my childhood. That, I mean, yeah. they really it's like with pre- every new movie, it ruined someone's childhood. They really preyed child. on yeah. the like socio political stuff, like Rose and like just just. I didn't really think it was an issue. Thing. Nope. she was just a character, and they went to a casino. Yeah, I, I'm like, oh, she's Asian and has yeah. a funny haircut. Like that's, great. or she's just a random character that's brought in for inclusion, and then they're they're going against that. Yeah. That's kind of what the bots are doing or whatever. It's probably was and the bots. I, though, I, like, I was yeah. Rose and Finn's journey was fine. I have no fine. problem yeah. with that journey. It was I thought a it was fun great. little adventure. Like we yeah, saw a whole new biome. That, that was almost the solo the aspects, like yeah. the Star Wars you serialized aspects of Star Wars coming into this yeah. movie. And I loved that. And he was talking but, about he was talking about the disparity in wealth, which is like a very yeah. big issue in the world exactly. right now. Huge you know? right now. Yeah. The haves and the have nots. And exactly. like that's a thing that's, you know, it's going the, to Star Wars echoes yeah. life way, on Earth. Right. The weight of that film would have collapsed in on itself if it wasn't for that segment where you have a little lightheartedness yeah. in the world building. Right, otherwise, exactly. the other plot lines are so dark, dark. Yeah, yeah. and dark. so depressing. Yeah. You need that glitz and glamour and kind of like weird creatures and funny little yeah. things and, yeah. and a hopeful character. Just kind of, yeah. you needed that. Hopeful. A farcical romp? Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> and yes, maybe what she says at the end is a little over, overtly whatever, yeah. but that, I still feel like it needs that because everything else up to that point is like, the world sucks. Everyone's gonna die. There's no hope. Like we need yeah. someone to be like dummy. Literally, Sheeler says yeah. no dummy, and I love that line. Yeah. But I see a lot like, of like old Hollywood in Ryan's films. I think he really yeah. likes, old, admires old Hollywood. Yeah, and I, I think, think um, Rose's line where she wants, to, she's like, I want to put my fist through this lousy, oh, stupid town. That's such an old Hollywood super, line. Yeah, yeah. That is like a line you hear out of a right. '40s film. Yeah, yeah. right, totally. Um, and it was great that she delivered it because it was like, it wasn't that like you know c- cliche kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. a Victorian damsel yeah. or whatever. Maybe that's yeah. why I love that because I do. I'm such a like old timey Hollywood movie nerd that that line. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I like that line, and I don't think I ever kind of put together why I was related. I'm like, oh yeah, because it reminds me of the 40s. Like it reminds yeah. me of like right. of like of like film noir era. Yeah, and I love like, all. I mean, like honestly, I'm there for all the cinephile like uh, Easter eggs in this well, film. I'm there for all that stuff. I love all you, that you stuff. See them all, and I just takes you out. Well, exactly. I see them all, and it's a problem because it's if they've never they've been in Star Wars throughout. George has always had right. homage but in to the things. service of the Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. What you just said is exactly right. It's almost like they come after everything's been served. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was also an era where there weren't as many cinephiles. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like in the... It, yeah, he's making it for they, himself, really. Yeah, 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 because there's... I mean, there's no comp. There's no comp to Star Wars except for some really cheesy... No. But, like, well, even what I mean is, like, in the 1970s, there weren't so many people watching and dissecting movies in general. Right, right, right. right. consuming oh, yeah. movies. And now that we have... They're just stoked to eat. Right? Exactly. No, but, like... <laughs> Not being a war. Right? <laughs> but now that we have, like... We have programs in it. We have streaming services. We have everything. Like I'm an amateur cinephile just uh-huh. because I can. I own so many movies and watch so many movies mm-hmm. over and over again. You right. didn't have that option in 1976 for no, the most part. No. And so I feel like that too is true. Is like it, it feels more forced because there's so many people who are going to recognize it. Going, 
I know where that's from. Oh, I see <laughs> right, that. And right, people right. weren't seeing that when Lucas right. did that because there weren't that many people watching, uh, you know, old right. Japanese uh, yeah. samurai movies. So anyways, yeah. In yeah. short, like I'm hoping we can talk about this film without the socioeconomic consequence. You know, like I, I hope we can yeah. eventually talk about it as just a movie um, at some point and yeah. not talk about, you know, the sort of this era and time that we're in and yeah. not talk about the, you know, the social media hate around it. Right. It's like yeah. that is not what defines – this no. movie and, and, like, social it's, media does not define yeah. you doesn't define anything and there's definitely the kind of haters who are still out there and then there's also the people who are doing a socio-political pass on everything someone says to make sure there's nothing wrong in what they're saying i mean there's both sides of the extreme are still like both extreme sides are still there yeah, yeah. and so it is difficult to talk about this film still because people are still analyzing what i'm saying right now and thinking to themselves does he get a pass? Is he saying something that's controversial or is he okay? You know, someone's yes. doing that right now. Yes. Right. And that's an extreme view. And then there's another extreme view, which is just the raw hate, making YouTube videos, pulling, uh, ripping the movie apart by frame by frame. Like just, just that's, that's extreme. You don't yeah. need to do that. Just don't watch the freaking movie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just no one's forcing you, man. No. Yeah. It's a te- there's a lot of like. psychological stuff around yeah. social yeah. media, like yeah. networks and YouTube things and podcasts. Don't get me started. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, deal with that. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. that's not the fact of life. Like there's just going to be, there's yeah. some bad people out there. There's a lot more good people, I think. And there's, yeah. you know, good inside all of us. But this, the internet gives some sort of platform for people to be terrible. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, it's too bad that, that Star Wars got sort of, clumped it got got eaten you know cannibalized by that um this time around but i think nine is going to be i think we're going to be at a different place as a country at the end of 2019 and a world is the end of 19 and um yeah well, i think george george you know, didn't the help the situation in his charlie rose interview <laughs> george that's, uh, a, that's, a, oh. that's another discussion <laughs> well, i forgot what he what did he say it, it was just a controversial statement that everyone picked up on i know we talked about it though but i forget yeah. it right george lucas nah was, it's not a big deal all right, well, now you have to say it. He just said, you know, selling Star Wars was like selling whatever to white slavers. It was just a really, really oh, kind of uh, strange. Right. It was a weird, it's a weird. Well, maybe moment. it's yeah. maybe yeah. it's a good thing that George sort of just does a couple cameos yeah. on set. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think so I think that's why. You know, did. there's I think a, after there's that, actually he just is like there's actually a really I do feel like the people who I, I'm sure they were Star Wars fans in the past, but to me, when I hear some people, it seems like they f- have f- jumped on the bandwagon after the Last Jedi because it's so fresh, and so nuanced, mm. and so different. Yeah, and um, there's going to be a whole generation. And I almost feel like I hear some people talking. I, I some people almost speak of the prequels as being kind of racist, and I'm like. Yeah, I talked to someone who said that. Like, he was like, Dude, a no lot of are the roastest things ever." And a lot of these kind of people who are jumping on the bandwagon after Ryan Johnson are like, "There's, there's all these sociopolitical aspects to this film that I feel like are rippling off into like really bizarre, bad directions." Yeah, yeah. And George was never a racist. He loves all people. I can tell you that for certain. Yeah. I'm. He, what he tried to do in his films was he tried to make it so different planets yeah. represented different ethnic cultures around the world. That's right. all he tried to do. He yeah. meant it. At, he meant yeah. it. He didn't mean it at, in a bad way. I don't. No, think. no, you're right. He was I, trying to make it a better place. Exactly. I have issues. I but I don't think it comes from a place of bad. I think it was done clumsily. To be clumsily. honest, okay. I think I think it's well, it's not in his one of his strong points. Right. So right. I can see where people get to that. I also so but I agree. Like I never looked at those. And it's, 
and said like he was he had hate for this group or that group i think he just and i think yeah. he also talking about going back to like aping um um genres he was doing aping serial filmmaking a lot and i think when he was doing things like jar jar and the Nemordians, he was he was referencing specific things yeah and from a filmmaking standpoint, if that was really great, I don't think you realize that people wouldn't understand necessarily yeah. that it that it was a homage as opposed to just like people didn't watch the Flash Gordon serials that he was aping with the Nemoidians right. and Ming Merciless and all that stuff. Right, right. And so I feel like he just that's what the problem is like with when with him sometimes. I don't think I think he feel he thinks that people are going to go the extra step that he does. So I agree. I don't think there's I don't think they're racist, but I think there's Yeah. It, well there's gonna be people like it's all depends yeah. on your point of view, right? Yeah. And there's you can always take a nefarious angle on pretty much anything that someone's yeah. doing. I mean, for me, I grew up in a small lily white town in right. New Hampshire. And I the reason I love Star Wars is because it is it's this diverse world. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. world was the last it was like we were all the same yeah. middle you know lower middle class um everyone was white everyone was catholic there was like no diversity at yes. all and so yeah. there's like all these different biomes and landscapes oh, yeah. that were as marvelous as my own um like the New Hampshire landscape which is my playground what I loved yeah. and then like and then you actually interact and see all these different cultures and races and things like that's the right. world I wanted to live in. Well, and George doubled down on that in the prequels. Yeah, it's so different exactly. in terms of aliens. Like, right. look, at, like yeah. look at the Jedi Council, right? And look yeah. at every time it's always a different world, different species. Right? That's so, what made it fun for me. Yeah, it's like me it was too. so yeah. different and exotic and crazy. Yeah. And it, but um, yeah, but it yeah. does echo the real world, which is a great message. I think yes. I think you're right, Adam. That it was clumsily done. I think that george wasn't thinking about inclusion it wasn't at the forefront of his you know, thinking when making the films yeah you don't think so uh i don't think so i think it was more of just how do we get differentiated planets. yes that's it i really think that's it and i think that's what led to the clumsy decision i mean honestly there is a lot of inclusion in the film there are a lot of different looking creatures yeah. specimens people yeah, yeah. cultures it's just so fascinating in that aspect but um it, but i i do stand by my statement that i hear you know, I do feel like there are modern fans of Star Wars who think Ryan Johnson is the truth versus George Lucas, and I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, do, I can't register, I can't acknowledge that. It's almost yeah. like this guy created everything. You know, well, we'll really get to see when Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy, which right, I hope exactly. he still yeah. does. We haven't heard much about it recently, um, and I'll be, I'll be, you know, I, I I'll expect does. the socio political decisions to be to be just in Ryan Johnson's trilogy, but I will be analyzing the lore to a T. Like I will be so, so, you know, uh, just critical of the lore. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate walking away from a movie feeling like sick, which I, I mean, as much as I was elated during the last Jedi, I felt sick sort of asked for it. But again, but it was more like the tragedy that sort of befell times during that movie that happened to the characters, which is a sign of good storytelling. Um, But I hope, I hope his trilogy is three more Last Jedi's. Yeah, yeah, just fresh, just different, bold. Yeah, crazy, like just as yeah, yeah. as inventive, but like because I, I know he's gonna just push it right up to the edge. Yeah, but yeah. it's like at that edge, it, people, the lines distort, and people are like, "Oh no, you're in, you're doing something totally cannon breaking," and he, yeah. he'll be like, "No, I, I, clearly you haven't seen Forlom and his like you know two episode roll off, you know, right. whatever." Well, don't something you, that don't you seen. think? Don't you think his type of storytelling will work much better if he's not beholden to Absolutely. a story yes. that was created well, by another director. Well, no, not necessarily. I am also a strong believer in, uh, that people should collaborate. And I think the more you okay. collaborate, the better the product and art. And I, that's the only thing that makes me leery of him is he doesn't yeah. collaborate. No. At the like, end of the day, though, movies are sociopolitical statements. Like, honestly, they really just yeah. like they are. And I feel like 
you know, we know George called Ryan Johnson before he, you know, in that making of yeah. documentary. And I'm sure there was like, I'm sure Ryan, it, you know, curves every conversation into a very heartfelt, you know, uh, decision, right? He's like, yeah, I'm doing this because, because this is not yeah. being represented in our culture. And I feel like this is important. And George, I'm sure agreed with everything oh, I yeah. said, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I just don't, it, it had a lot of socioeconomic impact, but it, or sociological impact, yeah. but I don't think it was a really overtly sociological movie. Certainly not any more no, than any other Star Wars film. By exactly. the, right. the situation by that happened after Russian yeah. bots. Let's just call it yeah, yeah. a spade a spade. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were, I, there are plenty of disaffected older white males who probably voted, you know, which way in the election that felt, Badly about yeah, the they film, were you know, triggered felt, by even worse yeah. people. I mean, it was like so you had a black person and, and, the, an, and an Asian American person in like in a movie. Like, come on, that's in every movie. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's in it the should box be in every right movie now. now. Yeah, All be. I'll say is you know totally. But I went to see a movie five times in the theater. Mm-hmm. The audience loved it. Yeah, yeah. each time, Granted, right? It's a small sample. I think size. it cheered yeah, yeah. every time, and I saw it in the three whole, different states. And yeah, how yeah. much money did it make? Right. So much, right? Like, Billion let, let the box office speaks for itself. In a failing industry, it yeah, did yeah. gangbusters, yeah. right? And so, nine right. Too. so it's just this this minority of individuals screaming into the void, right? Well, good. And with Moving that, on. there is the last nail <laughs> in that coffin. But that was important to cover that stuff. I feel like, so. yeah, it's part of the the movie itself at this point. It yeah. is. So that's that's what we dealt with last year, and I hope you didn't mind yeah. the recap. Thank you, gentlemen. Now for our solo revisit. Excellent, thank you. Uh, so, Solo came out a few months later after uh, Last Jedi premiered on May 10th. Um, and this was really, for us as a podcast, kind of the first movie, first kind of ramping up and talking a lot about speculation. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're not going to talk too much about the the financials around it. That's been analyzed to death yeah. and yeah. it's pointless, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of look at again. Well, it's now made its money back. And right. It's now making a profit. Yes, exactly. It and. Disney is doing fine. You'll be able to know. Yeah, Disney's not going to A best-selling Blu-ray as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I think a lot sense. of people found that on, on yeah. digital yeah. in the way they didn't in the theater. And I think we're going to talk, I thought, more about kind of our feelings about it, how we settled into it. Now that's mm-hmm. kind of part of the canon. We've, we've watched it more. How do we feel right. about it? Um, and then I thought it'd be fun to end this segment, since this is kind of the last segment where we're talking about new movies, to redo our uh, our rankings of the of the oh, ten great. movies, oh, we fun. haven't done that since I think that's the one I came in on episode four, and that was pre solo. Right. So I think it'd be kind of fun to do that and yell at each other for a bit. Yeah, that'd be great. Nice. Super fun. Yeah. So um, solo, I don't know if it's a fantastic movie. I mean, as mm-hmm. far as it, like how it settled in, this is like that perfect movie I want to watch on like sun, any given Sunday evening yeah, 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 yeah. to unwind or just whatever. It's, it's nice, self contained. <sighs> Beautiful, fun story with, yeah. with you know, it's just a fun movie. It's, it's a popcorn great. movie, mm-hmm. total yeah. popcorn movie. Yeah, I, I really, I really loved it. I've watched it, I think, three or four times since it came out. Since yeah. then, mm-hmm. and I'm due for a rewatch. Yeah, and I just, I watched it um, on uh, a plane, which was actually kind of a perfect way to watch it. I think I texted yes, you guys that. Would be and, so fun. And I got, I think I, I might have oh, told the right. story, but I had turbulence during the, um, during the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, during the, uh, the uh, Kessel Run, and that was amazing. <laughs> Everyone else is like the only one cheering. I really was. Everyone else is like clutching, and I'm sitting there going like, ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Um, and I actually watched it twice back to back because it was a flight to California. Uh, You're like one more time. My wife looked at me like, really, really? <laughs> These are all free. You can watch any other movie. You're gonna watch Solo again. Right. Um, but the thing I'll say about her too is we have watched a few um, Star Wars movies in the past few months, and when we're kind of like, what do you want to watch? 
her first go-to a lot of times is solo like just because oh, cool. for that reason that stand alone there's not yeah. a ton of baggage or lore it's just fun and you can watch it and just kind of right. fall into it yeah darth maul yeah yeah <laughs> And who doesn't love Darth Maul? I, I would argue I, that I love Darth Maul. I would argue that there's like weirdly enough, there is a nerdy attention to detail and oh, lore yeah. in oh, that film. Hyper nerdy, yeah. far mm-hmm. more hyper-nerdy. so in that film than the main saga. Films. Oh, easily, yeah, way definitely. more than the Last Jedi. And it's yes. almost like I wanted that. I wanted when Luke mentions Palpatine in the Last Jedi. I wanted that times a thousand. I wanted even yeah. more yeah. kind of yeah. like nerdy lore references. Well, you know, he mentioned Darth Sidious. Sidious. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, and that's why I was so. Yeah, I mean, it threads the needle, right? It's that thing that like. Like casual Star Wars fans will get so much out of it and that deep nerds like ourselves will just be able like can you believe uh they just mentioned um who do you, who do you push off who did uh Aura Singh Aura Singh, Aura Singh. They mentioned, they mentioned Aura Singh and Bosk just gets name dropped right Bosk like gets just... named off or Aura Singh gets name dropped it's incredible yeah, yeah it's just so much fun yeah um I don't have a lot else to say about it you guys like it just that's all it's just so much fun <laughs> like I right, like I don't have a lot of depth to my analysis. We've of it. sort of, I mean, there's not a lot to to an analyze about it, except it has a million lore yeah. bombs, which yes. is so fun. Yeah. It was like a really, it was an excellent script. It created and developed interesting characters. It had really good offshoots. I mean, the the books were a lot of fun. I you know yeah. Oh, last shot most my favorite wanted book was great. Of oh, the new books. Last shot. Was I really love good. last shot. Yeah, yeah. Last shot was great. Um, yeah, I mean, I really actually, it took me six months to read it, but uh, Most Wanted was actually oh, yeah. a really yeah, was intriguing fun. book that yeah. added a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I just, you know, I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it gave birth to this new um, comic that's out with its, we've got like Imperial, Imperial Han Cadet, Solo, yep. Cadets, yeah. you know, Solo. Yeah. And um, just, yeah. I, like, I also think it was bold as well. And I think it was truly fresh in that, it's had a completely different opening than we're used to. Mm. Um, and it was so poetically beautiful that kind of that Han kind of crawls out from under this rock, you know, like, yeah, it, it's just, it's, I don't know. I just, he's just stuck on Corellia. He's, you know, trapped in the dark with these white worms as this kind of indentured servant. It's like, it was yeah. so interesting and different than what I thought would be the story yeah. for Han Solo. Me too. Yeah. It, it had its own tone and feeling to the movie. Yeah. It was like, and on, you know, unashamed unabashed just like it was like what larry wanted to do you know to like yeah. what his what he wanted his film to feel like yeah. and i just you just got the sense that it was like he had conceived this a long time ago because the movie felt timeless yes it was like it, it called upon some really interesting styles of movie making and utilized them all in different ways at different times um, yeah. But it was like very much a Larry Kasdan movie. Just yeah. it was great. And John Kasdan was a and great John, addition yeah. to I the script yeah, writing yeah. process. I mean, John Kasdan brought so much so depth, much. and he's just yeah. a modern fanboy like all of us, right? I mean, yeah. I hate using that word, but I mean, like, he's yeah. a huge a fan way. of the no, yeah, in yeah, a good yeah. way. He's a hyper nerd. He's, he's the a hyper guy. Nerd. Yeah. Probably once a day, he heard "Shut Up, Nerd." Yes. Like I'm sure he did, and yeah. and that's what I respect most. Yeah, but he's it's, winning in the end because that. I mean, yeah, he did so many good, so many good things that script that we know about. Yeah, like you know, I, I have issues with some more. of the saga yeah. films. Like I, I can pull out kind of structural issues that I don't like and things like that. But with Solo, there's really nothing I can pull out that no, I just nothing. disliked, except for the yeah, obviously the very end where <laughs> it's like it was like we got to Honestly, there's actually the I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Solo kind of being a proto rebel in the film where it, when it didn't need to be that way at all. Yeah, it was kind of like what, I loved it. Okay, I mean, no, no. It, it's yeah, great. Didn't, it it like, didn't need it. You're right. Yeah, it didn't need done it. it but yeah, like, is fine. it better because of it? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it rounds. 
they so they've Disneyfied Han Solo. I guess. Well, that's not let's be careful with that word. Yeah, I don't, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't want to yeah. make because Disney's doing a lot of really brave. This is the golden age of Star, Star Wars, Wars, really. Yeah. I mean, Disney's giving yeah. Star Wars I, I, money. I take my words to be back. A thing again. They so. made they they painted this scoundrel as squarely on the good guys. Team well, he's always yeah. been a scoundrel with a heart. And I always, in my mind, in my head canon, that came out of him more in in the original trilogy. But we never really, there's nothing to confirm that, right? Like, there's no reason yeah. why he couldn't have always just been the Han Solo we know and love. And, like, it took him a little longer to come over. But he's always just kind of, you know, trying to be putting on airs as a, as a tough, bad dude when really he's right. just a softy. He is kind of a big soft. I mean, and I don't know. I always thought, like, maybe he did have a darker past. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he was kind of a bad guy until he ran into the rebellion. And who knows what he's done between this movie and yeah, New Hope. I think we would have gotten a darker home. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. get some gnar things. But you can see if this is where he comes from, when he comes from a terrible place, which could easily breed terrible people. Yeah. Um, but he actually was a really good-hearted, giving, open-minded, inclusive, you know, person. Yeah, um, he can't help but be good. Selfless. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, that, that defines who that character is now. And it makes me look at him as a different character every every time i see him now even me in too. the original trilogy i'm like oh no like i get it like it just you know yeah. he's 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 gonna do the right thing in the end yeah and there was an episode there's an issue of the star wars main comic where i think it was last week i talked about it or the week before they were trapped on uh, a planet and han's recounting a little bit of his past to leia yeah, and it felt right. Like it fit yeah. into that. Like it didn't feel like shoehorned uh-huh. in. Like I'm like, oh, I buy oh, this. Right. Like it's I buy all the Iron Reich like yeah. personality about a girl and referencing yeah. Kira without saying the name. And, and yeah, and it wasn't Milvain, was it? Uh, or was it Afra? That's Afra. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's Afra. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the name. It's a new planet we've never heard of before. Oh, okay. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. He. I remember. Sorry to cut you off. No, no. I just one thought. Um, I remember an interview with Harrison Ford, and he's just like, they're like, what's the difference between playing uh, um, Indiana, Jones and, Indiana Jones and Han Solo? And he was just, and his thing was like, well, Han Solo's dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, you're like, all right, I yeah. get that. Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a good heart. He knows how to do a couple things, but he's kind of dumb. Yeah. He he's he's certainly doctorate. no doctor. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he just sort of lucks into stuff. Mm-hmm. But if if he really did intentionally put a little bit of that characteristic in Han Solo, you can see it shine through. So he's Definitely. just sort of like this, you know, adequately minded, lovable, you know, buffoon that sort of bumbles through. Yeah. Uh, he's a super pilot. Yeah, that's a super pilot that yeah. just, yeah, bumbles through the universe on the, the crests yeah. of um, the waves of the force. I think the saddest thing about this film is that it's not going to continue based on statements by, you know, Bob Iger and the, the, the head of Disney. Well, I mean, it could, it could very, it could very well continue. Did and you if it, see something where Bob Iger said no more solo films? He said a slowdown on films. Oh. He didn't say no more solo films. There could definitely be a solo sequel. I see a solo solo sequel with Jabba and Kira completely transformed. I think it transitions to the streaming service. This is always been my I mean, thought. I think it should have started as a one hour drama. It should have been, you know, mm. a top dollar one hour drama on the on the streaming service and. I don't think there would be more as much as at stake, but then again, I mean, who knows what would what would have happened if he released it December of this year? You know, what I mean, yeah. had even more marketing going on. Oh, I think it would, it have, would have done way, better, way right? Better, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, so, I think for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but, but um, we don't know. We will I also see. think, I mean, like it, it could have been a deeper film. I mean, obviously, the, this is for Disney is here to serve as for family entertainment, right? Yeah. That's like what they serve, right? That's what they do. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been a deeper film in that. They didn't need all the, the the kind of precursor rebel stuff. It could have been like 
Emphis Ness was maybe running with uh, Beckett for a time and then he betrayed her. And so you have the villain of the film actually being someone who's the, you know, uh, a, a ripple or a kind of mm. um, uh, a kind of a, a, a manifestation of the issue that Han's actually going to go through throughout the film, which is that he's going to get betrayed by Beckett. So you have a villain who's already been betrayed by Beckett and mm. you're fighting against, you know what I mean? Like yeah. something could have been built up a little bit more. But then that the, the the precursor rebel stuff feels kind of forced to me. Wow, I see. I really love the precursor. I love the rebel part stuff. I, it's good. I, it's, it's just it's like great. this little glistening, like shimmer of paint around the outside. Like it's just like a little yeah. rebel logo in the corner of the film. But like it's enough yeah. to set the context, like in the world yeah, yeah. building, yeah. where I feel like I'm in the galaxy far, far yeah. away. Yeah. Like there's a classic example of like how to make the galaxy feel big, and it's like that yeah. weird like mountainside hut where they're playing like you know. Where they're playing uh, Sabak, yeah. and, and it, you know, like, it, and then they just sort of then another like island like hut that's similar to that, but entirely like it made it feel like a big. He yeah. made it feel it's like a big job, place, definitely. Yeah, but and I feel like the I feel like the rebellion seeds of the rebellion was a nice little touch. Yeah, right. I just think, I, I just think the do gooder message is kind of we got it. Like I got it in the saga films, like, and it's always been in Star Wars, and I love it. I just feel like. Solo was the one area where it could have kind of escaped to the to the gray, the immoral, the, the, the dark, yeah. the dingy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. could have, could have. I think coming off of Last Jedi, though, I think, I think Disney knew how dark that movie was going to be in a lot of ways, mm. and right. maybe felt like we need something lighter. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 kind of might have been where it was. And I, I again, but it was still pretty light. Even if it if it were to take that shift, I was talking about, like, okay. it would still yeah. be a fun movie. It still be like, solo. It still be, be super Hans, fun. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an excellent. It, this any failings of the Barker's office on this movie were due to the to Disney and not to that. Like it was no. completely with the marketing department. They made a beautiful movie. It's yeah. great. It's one we'll have forever. It was yeah. the can. I mean, Infinity War marketing cannibalized everything. Like oh, yeah. it was like yeah. this yeah. movie couldn't breathe because it was like standing no. in line behind Infinity War. It was yeah. such right. a bad decision. It's honestly like. Yeah, it's just stealing money from itself. It was incredible. So weird. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen yeah. anything like that. That was yeah. sort of dumb. Well, live and learn. I mean, maybe if if they th- thought that they could get away with two Star Wars movies a year, they would make two Star Wars movies yes. a year, right? Yeah, because they'd be printing money. Yeah, and so they had to try it. Yeah, and um, you know, maybe there's still a day. Who knows? It might be. It might be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get for you know further enough down the line and you get this next generation of kids who are fully indoctrinated coming up and yeah, or maybe money. all of this like anti everything BS and this intellectual yeah. war gets tamped down and we get some sense of normalcy and um at least in the states again and hopefully in other countries they're all facing yeah. it right now but um yeah well, movies will be become a, a fun and escapism again and, right yeah, yeah and just like hey can we just watch dumb space operas right yeah yeah they don't make any sense scientifically yeah. so it's not really sci-fi yeah, yeah. but like whatever i mean like even whatever <laughs> the political climate may be i would still analyze these movies to a t like oh, i would just still like just absolutely dissect every scene yeah, yeah totally but um yeah, let's jump into the next uh, topic. Well, yeah, do we want to? Is this a good time for us to do our listings? Oh, yeah, let's do our oh, listings. Oh, we forgot about the yeah, listings. I'm not letting All you guys right. off the hook. Should we do a, a special announcement for listings? Let's do it. Okay. Now, for our three hosts to rank their favorite Star Wars films. Thank All you. Right. Uh, and I'll start with the disclaimer that I always like to do, and I think when they do this uh, on, on Star Wars Minute, they always like to emphasize, and I think it's important that these are kind of 
our feelings at the time okay favorite to least not objectively best to worst which who knows what objective and means anyway but in terms of says the social scientist who should be able to define objectivity but you know just yeah. the idea of like how are we feeling today what's our favorite to least favorite so right. i think it's always a good place who wants to start who wants to go last i'll go last all, all right. right grant wants to go last uh, i'm happy to start sure um because i actually have one this time the last one i made up on the spot but yeah you guys I, both have your list prepared um, yeah, wrote this, wrote this down. Oh, yeah, you just have Mine's it in your in brain. brain. It's right. always oh, wow. up there. Okay. It's always what I'm thinking about. I never think about this, actually, until you make me, and I'm like, all right, let's just... let's it's like picking favorite children, right? Dig like, deep, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be look inside myself and see how I feel. Uh, so I recently saw, like, four frames of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, just, like, there was one scene in the Carbonite Freezing Chamber, and I'm like... This is amazing. It's the best set. Yeah. It's the best set. It doesn't feel like a set. You'd think like a 30-year-old set that's like, oh, this is the first space thing. And like, no, I'm looking through a window into a carbonite freezing chamber on like a cloud city called Bespin. Like that's yeah. what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And I mean, like, yeah. I just, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this this epic movie is amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It I mean, the, the design in it, too. Mm-hmm. You know the, like, structure that um, they have, the I am your father moment? Spoiler right. alert. Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> thing is just sitting <laughs> over that <ruined>. giant <laughs> chasm, that kind yeah. of, like, Yeah, but, like, it shaft. looks like a shark fin. Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome. yeah. It actually, you know, I'm a dorky sound guy, but, like, the, the um, sound panels, like, um, Oh yeah, 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 they're like radio antenna, like a but they look like yeah, like, yeah, mm. yeah panel. and um, they look like yeah, like shark fins. Yeah, I, don't know, I love to say it, but it's just this really cool sweeping structure that's in the middle of it. Yeah, it's amazing. So, and we, I'll, I'll get through all these, but I felt like first yeah. one that yeah. was a change. Yeah, um, a new hope is I think still in second. Yeah, um, because it's a new hope, um, and it's kind of great. I mean, I don't know. I guess I should probably just let go of that because I feel like it's honorary it's, has to be top two. If that's how you feel, man. Yeah, I don't know, I I, but I've it's watched it. I've watched it into the ground. So if I was really being honest, I'd probably kick it much lower mm-hmm. because I I don't know. I'm like I want new content. I, yeah. I mean, it's a great movie though. Uh, Force Awakens jumped up too because I saw nice. a little bit of that and yeah. I, and I was like, no, it's still like this is really fun. Yeah, um, and beautiful and uh, yeah, and then uh, Last Jedi after that yeah. because it's bonkers. Uh, Rogue One because I haven't seen it in a while and it's awesome. <laughs> And it's like it has its own mythos and feel to it as well. Yeah. Very much like Solo. But in a totally like really cool like like everyone dies in that movie too, but it's still kind of dope. It's a dope ride. Yes. The third yeah. act is so good and the world building is really good. Yeah. The characters are great. And yeah. it's right. funny. Yeah. 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 It's great little, acting in that film too. Oh, Generoso yeah. just weeping. Totally. Yeah, fantastic. Um Solo mm-hmm. after that, because also it's sort of like a nice farcical romp. Uh, Return of the Jedi. I saw a little of that over the weekend too, but it just seems like a lot of the plot is sort of superfluous. Yeah. Um, and uh, but still fun. Um, uh, then Attack of the Clones, which I like, feel bad. Even like I should probably swap Attack of the Clones and A New Hope, if I'm being honest, because <laughs> uh, it's an awesome movie. It's growing mm-hmm. on you. It's no, it's on me. It's incredible. It keeps yeah, growing. Yeah, on it's me. amazing. Like it yeah. grew on me for the first time when we had the first conversation about yeah, it yeah. and did the rewatch, and I was like, I think I love this movie. It's the best Obi Wan yeah. for sure. Oh, Mullen yes. Obi Wan's the best Obi Wan. <laughs> that's an, that's one that, of our that's t-shirts. a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a t-shirt right there. Mullen Obi. Um, yeah, he. Yeah, it's a great movie and um, it's super fun. And then uh, Phantom Menace. Um, it's a bummer that some movies have to be last. I love Phantom Menace too. Right. 
Um, and then Return of the Sith it was rock bottom, which feels yeah. like worse than it deserves. But yeah. it's just such a hard to digest movie because there's so much like that's a movie that where I have to do the most explaining to myself. Yeah, as right. far as why it's like a logical thing because it's like like it because it seems to happen really suddenly that he's like, yep, you know what? F the yeah, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's true. And it um, true. F this guy. And like I'm gonna cut off his arm, and I'm you know this guy says he he yeah. seems trustworthy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs a whole galaxy. Yeah. Um. He. I'll let's. He'll probably be able to teach me how to save my wife. What about the choreography, though? Has it Do been topped? Has it been topped? Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen a Jackie Chan movie? <laughs> no, I'm topped in within the saga within the. Film. Or a Jet Li hero. I it's within been, the films though, within like the films we've Star seen. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of action blocking things like that it was a little yeah. I know that he wanted to have something like amazing and it was cute but I don't know alright yeah, I mean, like fair. seriously have you seen Jet Li do anything like, yeah. I have I actually posted on our Twitter that I missed the choreography for the prequel yeah. and it was Jet yeah. Li with nunchucks cool. doing lights and the behind the scenes you could see how like Ewan McGregor took to it and was like really worked on it and they, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they worked on that yeah. but it's like I mean and it's that's what it's it was over the top. The prequels were like over, like this really opulent, yeah. crazy, gaudy yeah. thing, right? And so when they're like having a sword fight in a lava pit, balancing on like you Nothing. know lava droids yeah. or whatever as they're moving and yeah. like apple boxes, yeah, as they're like collapsing right. to their suit and doom, and they're like, no, it's cool. I'll just swing on a rope and like, yeah, yeah. it's like oh, okay, yeah. yeah. They pulls yeah. off some impossible. Like when I talk about things being yeah. coincidental, like. That they pull yeah, off oh, some yeah. stuff. All like the most like, epic soundtrack you've always yes. like done <laughs> with like an opera singing it though. Well, yeah. It was like, the Battle of Heroes song. And it, meow, it goes a little different. Meow. Yeah. No, but it was like no, but they played yeah. on that theme. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I went no, too long. Right. No, you're fine. Um important. So I'll do mine and um Empire is first for mine for all the reasons Ben said. Like it just is just just almost as close to a perfect movie yeah. removed from even just a Star Wars universe that you can get. Mm. Um, here's where things get fun. Nice. The Last Jedi. Nice. The Last Jedi has bumped A New Hope out for me. And this oh, is wow. just today, yeah. recently. And I just, the thing is like, I've watched both of those recently and I love A New Hope, but I've started to kind of see it from a larger lens. And I'm like, yeah. as much as it's this inventive movie, there are parts of it that are right. just kind of whatever. That being said, it is number three. So it's not like it fell that far. They just swapped. So New <laughs> Hope is So now New Hope is number three. But I think last time I did this, New Hope was number one for me just because of like fun. I'm pretty yeah. sure like the first time. So that's actually fallen down to three. Mm-hmm. Um, then Solo. Oh, wow. Solo wow. is my number four. Okay. I really have a fun time with Solo. Okay. Followed closely by Rogue One. All right. I really like Rogue One. Rogue One used to be further down for me. I think watching with you guys and, and doing the rewatch, I've appreciated a lot more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, these are movies I really, really love. Then The Force Awakens. Um, the Force Awakens has probably dropped the most out of all those. And I'm starting to lose the rewatchability of that film a little yeah. bit. Still really, really enjoy it, but we talked a bit about that. I think Grant kind of... Be fair, Grant. I had this before you opened my eyes to the three campfires thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think that does explain why I bump yeah, up against that movie a little bit. I, th- th- if we took out like scenes or sections, the first 30 minutes of that film might be my favorite part of any Star right. Wars ever. It's right. just reintroduce- like introducing right. Rey and Jakku. But then yeah. it slows down for me a little bit. You're on two planets and like a Star Destroyer. Yeah. And it's like yeah. this yeah. crazy... It's elegantly simple yeah. or just simple depending on your point yeah. of view. 
But again, really love it. Like, I, yeah. I just watched it last week. Uh, then Return of the Jedi for, again, Ben, all the reasons you said. Like, it's just, I love that movie, but it's the one, like, you know, like, sometimes you watch a movie as a kid, and you just love it as a kid, and you show it to someone who hasn't seen it, and you, like, you start seeing the flaws of the film. Yeah. That's one of those things where I think as a child, Return of the Jedi was my favorite Star Wars movie. In adult eyes, I start seeing the cracks in that yeah. film, and it's not the cracks that I like in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not surprising, we have all the other, we have the prequels, and mine actually matches up to yours exactly, Ben. Um, Attack of the Clones is uh, my favorite yeah. of the prequels. Uh, that movie is so crazy, and it's George being George the most George he's George. ever George. He's like, I'm going to give you the most George Yeah, ever. and I, just, for a good old I George. love it. Like, it's crazy. Like, that is, and we talked about, like, boldness earlier. That is yeah. the boldest, I think, Star Wars yeah. film because, man, it makes no sense at times it should not exist and there's just, yeah. like, weird it's segments. Like a straight and, up film noir. Yeah, and then you get, like, bondage in the middle of the film and then, like, it's super weird. Padme's bondage outfit. Oh yeah. yeah, like do you know what I mean? You, like you always mention that. I never remember oh, yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, it just but, looked like a black dress to me. Nah, yeah. black leather girl straps. Can't wear, girl <laughs> can't wear black leather straps. You of course can. Yeah. Absolutely, they can, and and boys can too. Uh, and so <laughs> and uh, whoever's into that, uh, do you do you? Uh, and then. Uh, Phantom Menace, um, and then um, and then Revenge of the Sith, just because I feel like Revenge of the Sith is trying too hard at times, and it's it feels like George's reaction to the prequel haters of him saying, like, fine, I'm going to give you what you want. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it yeah. feels very much like he's trying too hard in a way he wasn't in the first two, even yeah. though I really love it. I mean, that, that there is, like, mm-hmm. that scene of, like... Um, that the, the lightsaber scene is overproduced, but the... the but, Ewan McGregor's acting during that when he's Straight. like, um, then I failed you, like still chokes me up every time. Like he sells that line yeah. completely. Um, Great so again, just to remind everyone, like these are her loves, like as much as that's my least favorite Star Wars film, it's still one of my favorite films because <laughs> it's a Star Wars film. So, mm-hmm. so I still would watch that over most other films in any given day. Yeah. So I think that's my, I didn't, move, I didn't miss anything, right? I think I nope, that's it. All right. All right. To each, <laughs> to each their own, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm also with you guys in that Empire Strikes Back is my first in the listing, uh, mainly because uh, dialogue, set pieces, things yeah. like that. You know, the the Force is with you, young Skywalker, uh, yeah. but you're not a Jedi yet. Like, that is the greatest line in Star Wars, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Then I have A New Hope right afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because Alec Guinness. Um, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens is just after that, also for dialogue mm-hmm. reasons. Um, uh you know, I really, when I watch the confrontation between Han Solo and Kylo Ren, like I, I really think that's one of the prettiest scenes yeah, in Star is. Wars. Yeah, and it's important. It's like a major legacy character having yeah. a major moment, and the repercussions are real, and it feels very like heavy after yeah. that. I really like that. The a lot. catwalk in that scene makes you catch your breath. Right, like just the fact it's a that stunning that, looking catwalk. It is, but like the fact you can feel the danger you yeah. know looming around them like these narrow catwalks mm-hmm. with like no rails it like it adds to the sense of adventure right yeah right and it was like an inverted hero's journey it was like the mm-hmm. villain has to defeat the father and to have his own success and it's uh it's just groundbreaking and it's very Kimbellian in how he removes his helmet how mm-hmm. it drops to the 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 catwalk and it kind of just doesn't move. I always, yeah. I always want it to like fall off the catwalk and it never yeah. does. It just kind of like lands it's too there. Heavy. It's just yeah. so heavy. Yeah, and the I'm thing like, doesn't bounce. And I just, I just love that yeah. scene. I just yeah. I could hear that helmet drop over and yeah. over again. I love, love that scene. Um, 
Uh, after that, I have uh, Return of the or Revenge of the Sith. Um, nice. I have that for dialogue reasons, but I do agree. I think there are major flaws in the film. Like, ab- like just everything. The pacing is just way too quick. Like, it doesn't give enough like lead up to. Obviously, the decapitating of Dooku mm. is a nice foreshadowing, but it it's not. It doesn't like pace itself after yeah. that in the in the correct way for us to believe the downfall in the the uh the palpatine's office area or whatever um uh revenge of the sith just a lot goes down or revenge of the sith so i think it's bold yeah. in that way yeah. that yeah. like big characters doing big things he, and a yeah. lot goes down he took his time rap i was like oh my gosh like i remember after attack of the clones being like he's got a lot Not he's got to wrap up because yeah. we knew it was gonna yeah. happen and it was like all right so now at least there's a clone wars but we all thought like Episode two is going to be all Clone Wars, and that was going to yeah. start, but it like that long just to like start yeah. it, yeah. And then, but I mean, you knew. I think like, Udo well, Powell and Grievous takes way too long for me. Um, mm. I think um, I do, but the, the one I I think there's bold things about Revenge of the Sith that I think people you know people claim other other films in the sagas are bold for I think the wrong reasons. I think Revenge of the Sith is bold because there's like score breaks, like you get a weird score for Padme. Looking hmm. out uh, over the buildings, oh, uh, yeah. the towers or whatever, and Coruscant. Yeah. Uh, um, there's another score break somewhere else in the film. That's that's just completely different. But um, yeah, the score is amazing. Just it's just you know just a different feel, different tone kind of takes takes hold. Um, after Revenge of the Sith, I have Return of the Jedi. Nice. Um, I think I just the throne room scene. Um, again, I, I kind of rank my movies by dialogue. That's fair. That's, that's kind of love. how my I mean, ranking your, is. Yeah. It's a good way to rank it. Yeah. yeah. And then I have Rogue One after that. And that's not by dialogue. That's just purely by action set piece. And yeah. just some of the most beautiful things I've seen yeah. on film in terms of uh, action set piece in the third act. Uh, then I have The Phantom Menace. And then I have The Last Jedi. Uh, and then I have Solo. And then I have Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And mainly listed by dialogue. In terms yeah. of what I in my subjective opinion. No, but I like that list. Dialogue. I think from that, like I follow that reasoning. You follow like, the reasoning yeah, with the, the dialogue? list of dialogue. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's like that's what you look for and I get that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Makes a lot of sense. Are we all and those are really still? cool. Yeah, actually that's cool? really a lot closer to mine. I was like, we had like the first three the same. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. Cool. I love how high Revenge of the Sith is on yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty high. Um, no, I, think, I think it has the best yeah, opening like, sequence. I see a lot of people yeah. that really like that movie. I like a lot of that movie. I mean, I think you were definitely Phantom Grant. I think you're Phantom Menace generation. I mean, uh, prequel generation. I right? am, yeah, yeah. It hits you right at the key time. Yeah. And so I could see, like, at the time, we all thought that, like, Return of the Sith was the best one by Country Mile. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. It was the first one I went to, Midnight Premiere. Like, but a, I feel like, like a I see a lot of people premiere. nowadays maybe maybe that are from that generation yeah they're sort of like they hold on to that and they're like that was the movie yeah, yeah. not i'm saying you not that i'm saying you're one of them but there's a lot of people that do love that movie. but i do i did have a long connection to that movie for that reason like it was, i saw phantom menace i actually didn't see the phantom menace until it was out for two weeks yeah um i was going through some stuff uh and then i saw <laughs> it took you um, two weeks yeah it must uh, have been really serious it was not a great time <laughs> in my life uh and then i saw i know and then i saw attack of the clones I did see a midnight showing, but it was on Cape Cod, and so it wasn't really a premiere. It was like five nerds in a the theater. <laughs> uh, That's it, even better. It was. There's like That's no lightsabers or people like lighting it, lining up or anything. Oh, wow. And then oh. Revenge of the Sith, I saw at the Boston Commons Lowe's on yeah. at midnight premiere, and so that was like my first exposure oh, to. Right. We were so, we were there together actually. Were you there too? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. and that makes hilarious. sense. 
Um, and so, like, I had such a special place in my heart for that experience alone. And that opening scene yeah. really just, like, it felt similar to The Phantom Menace, or, I mean, uh, The Force Awakens saying, like, this will begin to make things right. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. saying where I felt like that yeah, opening right. is, like, Oh, we're getting action immediately. Like I've never quick had an experience like I've had the watching drums. the opening of that film. It's yeah. really solid. It's that still, opening, yeah. It's still I feel like my <laughs> gut in like like rise like you know you go over a roller coaster when those like when those you're following the ships dive through the battle. It's it like be the oh, best opening. So yeah. I almost want that opening to soundtrack. I want that one like, to continue without breaking to the cock cockpit kind yeah. of memes yeah. that we yeah. got because yeah. I do not I know. like those shots at all. But I 100% agree with the prequels. That's the, the dialogue classic. on that is solid in that film. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the Palpatine. You get the, oh, another there. breaking score is the uh, the Palpatine speech. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the opera one? or the... there's, there's breaks in score that kind of pull away from what we're used to from yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Good, All right. Good scores. Can I redo yeah. my list now? No. So <laughs> <laughs> like, can I do redo my list now? <laughs> no way. No, it's another thing. We'll be here forever. Yeah. All right. And now for our special edition of Resistance Recap. Nice. Thanks. Good job. Um, so to finish out kind of a chronology of what's happened this year, uh, Resistance premiered on October 7th, and we just uh, last week had our mid-season break. Yeah. Uh, which we covered in quite detail last week. We talked quite a bit of kind of the overall series and, and where do we hope it goes. So this, this will probably be a shorter segment, but uh, you know, just kind of our overall thoughts about, you know, what's our overall feelings? How does that add to mythology? Kind of similar to what we did with uh, Rebels. Any thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, awesome. It's yeah. a, a really unique offering um, and, you know, a little, little de- younger demographic, but still perfectly enjoyable. Um I love the animation. I think yeah. the animation style is fantastic. The action's great. It's still very much a Star Wars story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, score is great, and uh, I don't know. It it works for me. Yeah. It's in it, but it's a very unique thing. Um, it's not my favorite thing Star Wars ever put sure. out, but yeah. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. They've, I mean, there's no holes in their game. The characters are amazing. The voice acting's great. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's an, an indicator of more good things to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm shocked with how much I enjoy this, this right. show. Um, still not my favorite either. Like, it's not like amazing, but I really thought it would be more of like okay, now I have to watch this because we host yeah. a Star Wars podcast type of thing. But I'm actively engaging with it. And I think they do a good job of there's something there for everyone. Yes, it's made for younger audiences, but there's so many lore drops that it pulls me yeah. in. And the characters, like you said, are well thought out. I don't think we're going to get much in the way of giant lore development like we did in Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, I was going to say, just what's the difference between this and Rebels and Clone Wars? Lore. Or Let's just say Rebels, because we talked about that today yeah. already. Yeah. Well, quite a bit, actually, um, in terms of something I appreciate, I think, more in Resistance is it's a smaller world. Even though mm-hmm. yeah. it's a larger cast, it's 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 kind of this way that's going to allow it to build a world and develop these minor characters in yeah. a fun way. You're right. Um, smaller world, bigger cast. And I think Grant kind of used this analogy, so I'm going to steal it from you, but it's like Springfield from The Simpsons, right? Like, I feel like we're going to, if this show goes on long enough, we're eventually going to have the episode that focuses on uh, Grex or not Grex. Or something. Uh, Grex is our <laughs> not Grex. Right. Oops, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the TIE fighter guy. Um, uh, Griff. Griff. Oh, you Griff. You know, yeah, like, like his offshoot, an origin mm-hmm. story. That would yeah. be super fun. Yeah, yeah. So I so I think that's a big yeah. thing, and I think because of that, it's more focused on character development. Let's focus on 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 lore development. In some yeah. ways, I don't know if we're going to get the force in this at all, which I, is where a lot of the lore. Is. I think that's super accurate. Yeah, 
Yeah, and this this just feels like the kind of grease monkey like spaceship tuner culture. Mm-hmm. Just it's just its own thing. It's just a totally different part of Star Wars that we haven't really had fulfilled in a game or in a in a show or in a movie anytime recently. I mean, I guess Poe Dameron and Black Squadron and things like that do fulfill that need, but this is this is awesome. This is like this is uh, you know, Starfighters racing at full speed. This is yeah. the Colossus is like this truck stop for all these different kind of. Uh, uh, groups and factions. It's, it's like yeah. there's so much. It's like a melting pot of the Star Wars galaxy, <laughs> galaxy. all in one yeah. spot, and it's hyper focused. And we get to see all this contrast right. at once, and it's perfect because that lends to so much drama and, uh, and 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 so much fun. And I mean, th- I think that the lore drops are there. The characters are strong. Um, the the story thus far is really interesting. I love the espionage angle. I think we got a little bit of that with Fulcrum mm-hmm. and things like that in Rebels, but yeah. uh, but this is doubling down and in doing it from the get go. You know what I mean? So it's like we're really digging into and, and and the political climate and the state of the galaxy that it's exploring is fascinating. It's yeah. it's the time when, when the First Order is just you know getting its legs or not getting its legs, but it's it's yeah. lying in wait. Right, and right, and yeah. the uh, the resistance is kind of uh, snooping and 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 uh, sleuthing for for any yeah. evidence of the first order, and it's fascinating. It's like yeah. utterly fascinating to see this point in time. Yeah, and if anything, the last episode actually made me a little more concerned about where it's going. Than anything else? Because we talked about it last week, but the fact that it's outside of the out of, yeah, which which it was a fun episode, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and it was great seeing Phasma, and it was great seeing Leia, and all that stuff. But I missed, I found myself weirdly missing all those other characters that we like. What's going on? Yeah, you know, at the Colossus platform. It's a fun platform. Yeah. It's a fun yeah. place to play. Those are really good insights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that. Yeah, and I hope to see more, and I can't wait to see more. So Me too. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it comes back great. January thirteenth or something like that. You said right? Yeah, January thirteenth. Yeah, so um, a couple of weeks. Yep, yeah, not too long. Did we gush about the art style? I don't know if we gushed. No. I said that I, I really I liked it. it. It's yeah. stunning. Yeah. yeah, you know, the, and the I find shadow. people are debating that online too. But I don't, whatever, Who, teach your own, I guess. Whatever yeah. animation, whatever right. they did, they would be debating. It, yeah, right? but, but I enjoy that guy. The shadowing on there, like the the stuff is great. Like just the. Phasma the lighting, great. yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about that. The lighting is incredible in the show. I mean, they're they're yeah, not yeah. afraid to, to, to cast a shadow on characters to totally. have characters have split lighting yeah. or <laughs> or yeah. kind of Rembrandt lighting or not. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, yeah, there's just so much. You're right. It's the lighting. Yeah. yeah, the lighting is interesting in the show. It's a very bright Star Wars story, which is like not a thing yeah. <laughs> usually. Right. There's always some sort of dark place. They're like, oh, it's kind of beautiful here. But I in mean, that bar, I mean, they're they're not afraid to cast a shadow over yeah. characters. Yeah. That's yes, cool. you're right. That's absolutely true. You no, know, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining them in like the street and there's like, they go through canopies and you can tell it's a bright day. Oh, yeah. It's sort of like they'll pass in and out of shadow. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. Well, so we did it. So that is yeah. uh, part one of two. Yeah. Um, for the uh, recap and then um, we will... Post uh, two of two in a little bit. Yeah, um, join us in another week. Next week, we'll we'll kind of do a, a retrospective on our own segment. So we'll talk a little about the comics in review over the year. We'll talk a bit about uh, the video game that's out there, um, and then <laughs> yeah. do a little bit of like thinking back over the wild uh, speculations, the speculation and rumors, rumors that have come yeah. over come out the last year. We'll go through all of them, but talk about some of our favorites. So uh, please join us next week. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always.